0: The Joe Mays and J-Raff Show is brought to you in part by Mays Sandwich Shop, serving delicious hometown favorites to the West Lawn community since 1947. You are listening to The Joe Mays and J-Raff Show. Bringing you the latest news and commentary on baseball. The 0-2 pitch. Swing and a miss. him out. The Philadelphia Phillies are 2008 world champions of baseball. Hockey. Hey. College football. But now is going to put it up on first down. He's going for the bundle! Touchdown! And the NFL. The Denver Broncos are world champions. They have just won Super Bowl 50. Now, here are your hosts, Joe Mays and Justin Raffoff.
1: Well, good evening, everyone, and welcome to episode 221 of the Joe Mays and J-Rap Show. I am one of your hosts, Joe Mays, and sitting along next to me, my co-host, Justin Raffoff.
2: Yeah, we've we've definitely reached that point now where um, I'm really excited to talk about what we get to watch, but the impending lack of games to talk about is, is has hit me full on.
1: Yeah, it really has, because we waited till 3 o'clock this afternoon to get the first game, and now we're past the halfway point of the second game and there is nothing to look forward to next week
2: <laughs> i yeah that, that pretty much sums it up like
1: <laughs> yeah i uh i i don't really like the pro bowl like just it doesn't interest me i don't care at all um i'd almost rather see like a skills competition i, I think that would be fun and entertaining you and know, at least no for a few one, years and less
2: likely that anyone gets hurt you yeah know, like because guys true. like um, People are pulling out that deserve to be there, right? Right, and I don't really blame them. If you look at like, um, Tyler Eifert, you know, like I yeah, get it. I mean, he he lost most year. of this year, yeah, because of an injury from from that game. So, um, you know, it, it's one of those things where I can't really blame him for uh, for not doing that. So, um, and and when they're not interested, it's hard to be interested as a fan.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, totally. Uh, and there's usually no defense. The tackling is no, suspect. No, yeah. Uh, It's just not a great time, but what is a great time is playoff football, even though it does mean that things are coming to an end on the 2016 season now, as we're at basically the end of January, and with only uh, one game left to play, one game that hasn't started, and it's the biggest one, the most important one of the entire season. That'll be Super Bowl 51 being played in Houston, I believe, on February the 5th. And we know one of those teams, thanks to today's NFC Championship game that started about 3 o'clock down at the Georgia Dome in Atlanta. And I think the outcome surprised some people just because of how well Green Bay had been playing over the last two plus months. Right. For them to go in and for the first two and a half, three quarters, getting pretty much dominated. Yeah. Like Aaron Rodgers, who had been pretty much unstoppable and could do no wrong. In November and December, just got housed. Yeah. The first uh, two, three quarters. And
2: everything that could go wrong, like, did go wrong, and it went bad fast for them. Uh, Guys were dropping the ball left and right. Um, They had, you know, a fumble when they could have cut it down. Um, Yeah. They, it, it just, oh, and, you know, sandwich all that in with they couldn't stop the Falcons at all. It's the eighth straight game the Falcons have scored a touchdown on their opening drive. Not just the I, score. I did see that. I saw it's actually. It's also the second straight week, obviously both in the playoffs where they scored on five of their first six possessions. That doesn't happen in the playoffs. Domination. Like that, you know, no, because like you're playing the best of the best. Right. And you look at it and I know the Seahawks team wasn't the same Seahawks team, but they did it against the Seahawks defense, you know, and then, and again, this week against the Packers whose defense has been up and down, but um, you know, And then top that all off with, I think Packers lost five guys during the game to injuries and things like that. It it just, it was, it was a tough day for the Packers, but I feel like we kind of, we didn't, I'm not going to say neither of us were like, Oh, that's exactly what was going to happen last week. But we both alluded to like, at some point, like that wear and tear of these, these games starts to possibly catch up with you. And I think it did, you know, like, you know i was talking to someone and they were like well i think if the packers were healthy it would have been a better game yeah but that's kind of like not a not a, punishment's not the right word but that's the price you pay for having a fir- a terrible first third of the season yeah they played terrible so they had to win every single game like when Aaron Rodgers said they needed to win out they had to win out like and, and so they did. <laughs> right and so because of that you know that leaves you in this two and a half month stretch where you can't ever have a down week you know that that's great, but you know most teams would like to push that back a, you know maybe a few weeks so that they could take it out through the end of the season. Right. They weren't able to do that because of their terrible start, and then you, you know you have to think that starts to compile some of those problems. They didn't get the rest starters. You know some of the other teams did, and you know and then you have to play the first weekend of the playoffs. Other teams didn't. You know it. That's that's the thing. People talk about the travel getting there. You know what? That's why home field advantage is a nice thing. You have to go somewhere else. They knew, they knew you live in green Bay. You know, weather may be an issue. They could have left for Atlanta early if they wanted to, they didn't want to, you know, they go normal time. I I don't want to really hear those excuses. Atlanta has been playing like the better team. I know that's hard for people to see because green Bay has been the flashier team the second half of the season, but throughout the course of the season, Atlanta has been the better team. Um, And that showed today. And, Oh my gosh, if if you give Matt Ryan time. Whew, he looked good today. Yeah, he's he looked, looked the he best looked he's really ever good. Looked. Yes.
1: Like there's been years where they were dominant in the regular season um and even in the playoffs like I think it was 4 years ago when they were in the NFC Championship game like he had a very good, you know, great solid year, you know, putting up Pro Bowl like stats and performances. This is easily the best season of his career. Yeah. Well and, and he's like, still got a game left to go.
2: Right. Like today, I think he threw for like three hundred and ninety some yards, four had four touchdowns, touchdowns and a rushing touchdown. Yeah, with okay, like, yeah, there's <laughs> a fifth one. Yeah. Like you you really he could not have played any better today. Um and uh you know, another PA boy. I think he put yeah. he went to Penn Charter. Um but yeah, uh, you know, just another another ki- kid from PA lighting up the nfl i guess unreal Sounds they, good they looked me. really good and the, the packers it kind of just snowballed you know a couple things went don't go their way early on and they just kind of it went from there so um you know i don't know i feel like the packers kind of got they made a good run but this has kind of been the packers team we've seen the last few years you know it doesn't doesn't quite have enough pieces to put it all together um It'd be interesting to see what happens in Atlanta. There might be some coaching, not head coaching, but coordinator turnover there. True. Um, yeah, Kyle Shanahan is expected to be the next San Francisco 49ers. To be honest, like, and I get it. If you're Kyle Shanahan, because he hasn't been a head coach, I don't believe. No, it. he has not. So at least not in the NFL. You get right. You get a chance to go be a head coach. But at the same time, like, you know, you don't. It's not like college where like good, quote unquote, good jobs open up. Good jobs in the NFL don't open up. You know what I mean? Like, right. You've got to go to bad teams, but you look—the cupboard is pretty bare in San Francisco. Like, yeah,
1: it's amazing what happened in just the two seasons since Jim Harbaugh has left the Bay Area. How quickly the Forty ers have fallen off the map.
2: So, I, I, this will be their whoever it is will be their fourth coach in the four in four years too. their fourth head coach: Kyle Shanahan,
1: years. Chip Kelly, Jim well, you had, Sula, and Jim Harbaugh. Yeah. Yeah, that's wow. That's wow. That is that's, not that's unheard of. Yeah, it's that's, that's not unheard good. Of. Um, so, we did get a few emails over the last uh, you know week to 10 days, two weeks or so. One of them came in last week, but we forgot to read in the show. But I had uh, my daughter Natalie join me on Monday, I saw that. and we went over it a little bit. Now, she was very hesitant to talk much football. So I think it would benefit us to answer this one or give you a chance to um, make some witty or sarcastic comments. And again, this is an email from my Uncle Rich, uh, long-time New England Patriots fan, uh, resident of the New England area. Uh, and he had this email and a follow-up email, which we haven't done yet, so... Uh, the contact information should be up on your screen if you're watching this live on Facebook or on YouTube. If you're listening to this as a podcast, you can always contact us uh, at our email, joemaysandjrath at gmail.com. You can call the Mays Sandwich Shop hotline live at 530-563-6297. And you can also find us on social media, primarily Facebook and Twitter. And be sure to check out the show page at at our home on jmnjrradio.com. So this email comes once again from my Uncle Rich, Patriots fan. And he starts it off by saying, to the New England Patriots Haters Fan Club, also known as the Joe Mays and j Raf Show. (laughs) So after listening to your last show, I had to make a couple of comments. Again, this was before the divisional round, just to make sure we're all on the same page. Yes, we did want to play the Texans, as they were what appears to be the easiest team left in the AFC. Yes, we don't want to play the Steelers, but we do not fear them. If the Dolphins had done their job, we would be playing Joey's Dolphins. Again, no fear. Between the two teams left, I do believe that the Chiefs would be less of a challenge, but playing them in Kansas City might have been a little more difficult. Bring on whoever it is, Bill, Tom, and company will be ready. So he asked, why is New England playing Saturday night? The answer is simple. We always play on Saturday night in the playoffs. That is most likely because one of your fan club members happens to be the commissioner of the NFL, Roger Goofball. He he rather the Patriots and their fans play Saturday nights in the cold with as many commercials as they allow between kickoffs, punts, and anywhere else they can make you wait. Those of you who had 10 games up north in December, and especially January at night, know what I mean. Now your picks at the beginning of the year, which I kept track of for you, is as follows. Joey picked the Seahawks and the Steelers to be in the Super Bowl with the Steelers winning. Justin picked the Seahawks and the Patriots with the Seahawks winning. I picked Carolina, my mistake, and the Patriots with, of course, the Patriots winning. My picks this week are once again all of the home teams. Right now, I want either the Falcons or the Cowboys. I could see a bet with your dad if that happens. And my Patriots in this year's Super Bowl. Despite your love for my Patriots, I like your show and plan on listening this week live. You and Joey's favorite uncle and Patriots fan, Rich. So that was the first one that Natalie and I kind of tackled on the, our impromptu show last Monday. Uh, and then we, I got a foreword from my uncle this week, and he added some comments uh, that we, we're going to go over here now. Here's something for your show to discuss. First, the Roger Goodell snub of coming to New England as written here, which is fine with us because we don't want him here. Second, the, quote, good coach of Pittsburgh calling the Patriots redacted. This also (laughs) written in this article, this from what I believe to be one of the dirtiest teams in the NFL. Just asked Miami quarterback Moore and the Kansas city wide receiver. Sorry, I forget his name. There is always fights with this team. And in case you couldn't figure it out, I feel about the Steelers the same way. Most people feel about the Patriots (laughs) signed rich. So what are your remarks for our, our Patriots correspondent, usually in the New England area but uh a bit of a sn- acting like a snowbird and not there so, to cheer on his team tonight. Yeah,
2: so a couple things. One, I I do understand maybe the frustration of uh you know the the constant Saturday night uh you know status for for the Patriots. However, uh two reasons why I feel Rich has no right complaining. One, the Patriots have never lost a Saturday playoff game. So if if I if that were my team, I'd be like, please schedule us all on Saturdays. Um, the second reason is Rich is not sitting in the cold weather at these games. Right? He is, I believe, probably in much warmer weather somewhere watching these games, and I'm sure enjoying, you know, all the uh, the benefits of, of nicer weather. That's not that's not a problem. But when you're doing that, like I don't we. You don't get to then say, "Oh man, that's so hard on our fans that are there," as you're sitting in nice weather, Yeah, um, sipping a beer by the pool in sunny Florida, <laughs> exactly, or wherever exactly. They, they may be. Yeah. So, but I do get it. But, um, yeah. As for the some of the more recent comments with uh, Goodell not going to New England, I know that's that's kind of that is kind of funny. Um. Except, like, it's, I look at it as that's not the first time, though. I, no, no, and he has to year. pick. He has to pick one, right? And they're they're closing the Georgia Dome, you know, since so the last game there. Blah blah blah. But no, I get it. And and he kind of alluded to it. They don't want him there anyway.
1: Yeah, why go? So why What's would he point? go? He
2: doesn't want to be there. They don't want him there. Why would he go? So. Again, um, you know, Rich wouldn't have even had the chance to boo him. I, actually, I'm sure Rich would have booed if he when he shows up on the TV if they were to win the game and he's down there presenting the trophy. I'm sure just mentioning
1: um, his name, right? He's probably booing us right right now. But um, yeah, we're used to it. Yeah, exactly.
2: <laughs> but you know, when when I look at um, some of the things with the Steelers, I honestly I can't really disagree with him on a couple of those points in terms of them being. Towing that line on, on dirty. I know that's not maybe a popular take, but if you look at it, you know, the Steelers and Steelers fans would have you believe every team they play is dirty. Cause there's always like a fight and everything like that. Well, if you look at the common denominator there, <laughs> that's like exactly what I was gonna it say. happens, like those teams don't have those issues when they're not playing the Steelers. Now, some of that maybe they'll be like, ah, teams are jealous and they don't like that might be like, I, you know, people love playing for the Steelers It's a great organization. Like people want to go there. I think that's why it's partly such a great rivalry with the Patriots is because uh, in terms of like the organizations, you know, people love going there and will like make sacrifices professionally to play in those areas. I think that's, that says, that says everything you need to know kind of as a fan when, when players are willing to do that for um, the organization and, and, Kind of indirectly for the owners, you know what I mean. Right. The guys who play for Robert Kraft love Robert Kraft. The guys who play for the Roonies love the Roonies. So like, I, I give them all the credit for that, and I think that's kind of why this is such a great uh, rivalry, even though they're not in a division. I did see the quote to this week that like it's not a rivalry because the Steelers really haven't taken anything from the Patriots. Like, <laughs> can't be a rivalry if if it's all one sided. Yeah. Um, but. You know, when when you look at some of these things, I think Rich has a couple, you know, decent points, but um, a lot of it I think is just kind of Patriots fans looking for looking for an edge, which which they get from the coach. The coach looks for everything a little bit for the edge. The the coach speak in the locker room. I really don't. I I don't take any offense to that. Um. I I don't know. Right.
1: I don't ever think that the Patriots need any more motivation because they know that everyone already doesn't like them think that they do not so kosher things to win right. be that you know whether that's true or not so they already have this mentality of it's us against everyone else and then when the oppone- opponent opponent te- brings that up in the locker room immediately after winning right. the previous game, you know, that's Steelers, just added motivation. Right, the Steelers
2: can thank Antonio Brown for that, which he was an idiot. Like, I know some people are like, oh, well, it's not that big of a deal. And I agree, it's not that big of a deal. But, you know, what is a big deal is that everybody that was asked about it a million times this week, to me, it's not. It's a it, distraction. It really isn't all that different from um, Odell Beckham Jr. and the guys going to going, South uh, Beach. Away. Do I think it had an, a direct effect on this game? No. Do I think the distraction it creates has maybe. Is it possible to have some kind of effect on the game? Possibly. Now, it may not be the deciding factor. You know, uh, you're going against a New England team that's what lost two games all year? Right. So, like, you know, hey. One of them without Brady. Right. I, I don't think. You know, they're like, oh, well, that tipped the you know, the scale to New England. I, I don't think anybody really feels that way. But like you said, this New England team is already always like backs up against the wall. Even though, like, that kind of stuff happens in the locker room all the time, I don't think that it's just not a good look. You know, we kind of talked about that a couple weeks ago. It's just not a good look. And you know. If the Steelers don't pull the game out today, he's going to be asked about it. They're all going to be asked about it over and over again. And that's not going to be a fun situation for them. You know, it's going to make a losing thing even worse because now you're going to have to talk about this whole situation even more. So, I, you know, the last thing you want to do or should do is give the Patriots anything to talk about. And yet, that's what the Steelers managed to do uh, this week.
1: As we're broadcasting here, we're nearing the end of the third quarter in the 2017 AFC Championship game between the Patriots and the Steelers with New England up 20 to 9 and i believe yeah, the Patriots just got a first and goal. New England has the ball deep in Steelers territory. <coughs> so unless they can at, you know at worst they need to only give up a field goal. They really could use a turnover here, but things are not yeah, looking the good touchdown. for for the black and gold. Uh, with looks like Laguerre Blunt rushing in. So this game's going to go 27-9
2: to nine here shortly. And, and by the th- way, I believe the Steelers, since the first two drives against the Dolphins, have only scored two touchdowns.
1: It's all been field goals. They've been choking when it mattered.
2: Yeah. So it's not a
1: good sign for the Pittsburgh faithful right now. They're going to need a massive turnaround in the final quarter if they hope to go... To the Super Bowl and continue their chase for a seventh World Championship. Unfortunately, yeah. that just means that the Patriots are going to get the opportunity to earn their fifth and second in the last two or second in the last three years. Yeah, yeah.
2: Things do not look good when you're down multiple scores to the Patriots in the fourth quarter at Gillette. Yeah, not, not good.
1: Not time and many other key factors are not. Well, on it's your even side. one of those
2: things where even if. Th- could the Steelers score enough to win this game? Possibly. They haven't really shown it tonight or last week. Um, but to not give up any more scores to New England in New England with Tom Brady? Not not going to happen.
1: Let's go back and look a little bit at the uh, Packers and Falcons again. <coughs> Atlanta raced out to a 24 to nothing lead at halftime. At one point, they led 31 nothing before the Packers started to mount uh, a – for not comeback green bay actually outscored atlanta in the third quarter 15 to 13 but anytime they put up some points atlanta answered 44 points we talked about it last week atlanta's offense on fire they've scored at least four touchdowns or even at times streaks of 31 32 or more points in a ridiculous number of games this season their offense is the best in the league. I don't know that you can really say anyone no, can compete. Yeah, I mean, yeah, the Packers were a team that could possibly say that they could hang with them and they weren't able to do it. But I think that almost says more about the Falcons defense than it necessarily does about the Atlanta offense. Cause we knew Atlanta could put up points and they proved it against the defense that is average at best. Right. But the Falcons defense was able to hold the Packers to just 21 points and shut them out in the first half. I think that's a bigger storyline than the forty-one offensive points.
2: Um, yeah, no, I I completely agree. Um, Excuse and, me, a
1: moment. Keep, keep oh yeah, going. no
2: problem. And I think a, another key thing to to think about here is how with the with the Falcons, um, their their offense was was putting up these ridiculous numbers. But like like Joey mentioned, they're having to play against the the Packers, and they.
1: Sorry, with the way things are going in the AFC game, I might as well just put it out there right now.
2: Nice, nice. I love it. Where where'd that come from, man? You you don't remember my Michael Vick
1: attire? Oh,
2: yeah, yeah. Which, by the way, so they kept bringing up uh, the 2002 Packers-Atlanta game, which was in Lambeau, because it was the first game the Packers ever lost in Lambeau, playoff game they lost in Lambeau. And it was the first time they'd ever been – and the only other time they'd been shut out at halftime of – a, um, of a game and that's the time where they came to um they came atlanta won that game came to philly the next week and philly beat them and yep brian dawkins laid one of one of the best hits in his career in that game um but that that's a side note but anyway hey, um, i'll take it i love 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 exactly. reminiscing about stuff that i actually remember <laughs> so with, with the falcons um One thing I wanted to point out last week, I believe we were on this show. We were kind of predicting a line for this game, and we were somewhere in like the sixty to sixty-three range. I I believe is where we were sixty-five. I believe it ended up at sixty-one and a half. Oh, oh, you're talking about the actual line. The actual line was sixty-one and a half. So, you know, if this, you know, if we don't, uh, you know, if this whole thing doesn't work out, or our day jobs, actual day jobs, don't work out, we could could probably go go to Vegas. Set set the lines to Vegas because you know. There's no there's no like high stress there, I'm sure. No, none at all. So <laughs> so
1: we talked Matt Ryan finished with three hundred and ninety two yards, four touchdowns. He was twenty seven of thirty eight.
2: Yeah. Do um can you click there? Like see what was his passer rating. Like I, I don't know. I just like yeah, hometown Exton, PA. There it is. <laughs> um
1: it doesn't does it go in depth. Okay. In depth but it. like
2: yeah, like I, I imagine just looking at the numbers, his his passer rating has to be pretty insane. He completed basically uh, you know, almost two third or almost three quarters of his of his passes. Um Julio Jones looked like an absolute beast. Yeah. nine, nine that, for and that two. one run where the He, got, yard he yard. got held, right? Makes the catch. That guy who held him catches up, he just outruns him. runs through the tackle. And then, tackle. Stiff arms and and then the safety down. comes over, he just like, just like no pushes him to the ground. Yeah, seventy three Oh my god, Seventy
1: three yard touchdown reception. It was crazy.
2: Yeah oh man that was that was insane
1: um i mean they relied on matt ryan he's fun he to watch produced but they also have Devontae freeman tevin coleman we talked about them last week but those guys only rushed only 25 times right for 71 yards coleman got the one touchdown but they didn't have a long more than 14 yards um which was equaled by a run by matt ryan so they I mean, they were somewhat quasi one-dimensional but i think that was just because Matt Ryan was just had the hot hand. I don't think it was because the Packers were shutting down the rushing game. Right. I just yeah. think Matt Ryan was clicking so much with Julio Jones and Muhammad Sanu that, you know, what did it matter?
2: Right. And, you know, and it's hard to say with the pa- with the running game, because they didn't rush it a whole lot effectively early, but they did, really didn't need to now against the Patriots uh, jump into conclusions here. But if they were to play the Patriots in two weeks, You know they're going to need to be able to run the ball, and the defense is a heck of a lot better. On the other hand, if you can complete the short passes and you can pass like that, and that has been, you know, that's where the Patriots are generally a little more susceptible. Um, Well, that that's going to be a a crazy matchup again, too. But one thing, a couple things here with receivers: Uh, Mohamed Sanu, um, great pickup for Atlanta. Bengals cast out how. how, How much did the Bengals miss him this year, especially when they ended up being short weapons pretty much the entire year and they didn't have this guy carrying over from last year? And then I don't know his first name, but Gabriel. Taylor. Taylor Gabriel. And they I don't know if you heard the story they were talking about during the game, but he was an undrafted free agent. The Browns had used their money, okay? And Kyle Shanahan tells him, look, come like sign with us. I know we don't have the money to sign you like right now, like a big signing bonus or not big, but a signing bonus or whatever, but you're going to make the team. I I guarantee you, I promise you, you'll make the team. So he did. And then the Browns let him go this year. Kyle Shanahan had also been let go. Um, and he ends up in Atlanta and he didn't have a huge game, but like, he's just been a guy that's had some big plays at at key moments this year. Um, Yeah, you look at the Falcons, the defense. You know, still sometimes you're just like, I don't know. But today, if they play like they did today, they'll they'll be all right. Now they got some help from the Packers early on, Um, but you know the coaching staff there can put together a defensive game plan where it's it's going to be interesting. And you know he's he's had success. I think they're said what this is his fourth. Will this be his fourth Super or Super Bowl in? Five years, or maybe his, I guess his third Super Bowl in five years. Really? Yeah, because he was there for both of Seattle's, and then he's been there for this one. Okay. So he uh, Dan Quinn will have been to five yeah. of the now not as the head coach when he was in Seattle. Right. I think he won. He was as a coach. He then left he was a Seattle defensive after they lost
1: to New England, right? Is I that when he got so. the Atlanta yeah. job? Yeah. Because this is only his second year. That was yeah. That Correct. was after the fourteen season. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. So yeah, three of the last. He was five. there
2: when they beat the Broncos. He was there when, when they, they lost, to the lost to the Patriots, and then he... not
1: last year, just a third and four years.
2: Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's insane.
1: Like, kind of like the Patriots did in the early two thousands. Yeah, well, but Dan Quinn's not cheating. Or four.
2: <laughs> oh, shots <laughs> and fired! There it is. Boom! There it is
1: wow. So, well, generally speaking, and I know there are exceptions to this, when your quarterback leads your team in rushing. And your quarterback's Aaron Rodgers and not, you know, heyday Michael Vick or current day Russell Wilson or Cam Newton. that That's probably an issue. Now, the Packers haven't had a great rushing attack all year. Every so often, Ty Montgomery would go off. But they've had issues running the ball. And over the last two and a half months, Aaron Rodgers has bailed them out. Well, you know, he threw for 287 yards, three touchdowns. He had over 50% completion percentage. He had one interception. He didn't really have a bad game. It's just when it mattered early on, they just couldn't get it done. Right. He they, did a lot of the damage They, in the they dropped half.
2: so many passes early on. They had a key fumble early on. They missed a field goal early on. Literally everything that could have gone wrong early on for them happened. They got more injuries in their secondary, which was already depleted. <clears throat> this is a game where I think you and I kind of thought – everything would have to go right for the Packers to win. Um, Cause it, if you look back at the second half of the game last week, this is basically a game and a half where the Packers defense has stopped. No one. Yeah. Like the, the Cowboys scored at will last week. If that game goes to overtime, the Packers, well, I shouldn't say that. if the Packers get the ball first, they may win. Cause they may score a touchdown. But if that game was longer, you know, if they, if they played like what you and I like as, as a, as an overtime, like a full, quarter you know they just add a quarter right they lose that game because they weren't stopping the Cowboys um they won because they had the ball last that's basically how they won the Cowboys game and today they couldn't stop the Falcons at all so I think they kind of got exposed um a little bit in terms of you know being able to stop you know an elite offense you know like the, the Falcons like we mentioned earlier arguably the best offense in, in all of the NFL this year
1: yeah and I mean they were always they were in the conversation after the first quarter of the year but things just have kind of gotten better the second right. half of the season well, and they've and really shown up because in the of last
2: year's first half of the year right cuz they, they were, started what, 5 and 0 and, and ended one, 8 or 6 and, eight. and 1 yeah, yeah.
1: So, something ridiculous like that um, yeah but it seems that the The Packers' issue ever since they won after, I believe, the 2010 season has always been their defense, their defense holding them back. And I'm interested to see where the Packers have finished over the last, you know, six seasons. Uh, So this year in yards per game, they were 22nd. So, I mean, you're talking bottom half of the
2: league. I believe the game may be 33-9 now, too. I'm pretty sure. Oh, that's even worse.
1: Packers were 18th in 2015. 18th in 2014.
2: So we're going back four years now, and we're still not talking. And here, anywhere. the
1: Hares, they have a top 10. In 2013, right. they were 8th in, in allowing total yards uh, defensively. Uh, but that seems to have been an anomaly, as they were 22nd in 2012. I believe it was 2010 that they won the Super Bowl. In 2011, they were first. No, yep. actually, no. I'm sorry, they were dead last because it's sorted the other way. <laughs> they allowed 411.6 yards per game. They were dead last the year after they won the Super Bowl. Now, why would you? Why would you sort it that way? That that makes no sense. Why would yeah. I want to see the the worst this the first. worst first? Yeah. So um, now the Packers were—they were fifth the year they won the Super Bowl. So the next next year or two years later, they were giving up a hundred more yards a game.
2: Wow. Yeah, it's it just one of those things where, like you said, I—I I don't know if it's if it's partly, oh yeah, if it's partly a Seahawks issue. You know, like where, you know, after you win, guys get their money, guys leave, got you know, guys retire. I don't know. It's just they've had they've had their issues there, and like I said, they had some injuries that just really kind of took the the wind out of the sails. You know, like on defense. So like when Hyde went out, and you're going against um when Micah Hyde goes out, and you're going against Aaron Rodgers, he's you know your best secondary guy. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> you have Aaron Rodgers, but you're going against Matt Ryan. You're already struggling. The last thing you need is the guy who's playing the best right now in your secondary to go yeah. out injured. So it, it's unfortunate, but I, I mean, I think the Packers are kind of what they were the whole season. They were better than they were at the start. But I, I think you could argue that they're one of the top four teams in the NFL, maybe top top six, you yeah, know, yeah. depending on how you want to group them. Yeah, cause but, I... but at the same time, I don't think, you know, after what you've seen the second half last week, and. This week, like second half last week gets overshadowed because Aaron Rodgers pulled the win out him. of nowhere, right? Yeah, he throws a forty yard pass on the money, like running to his left, like that. That pass is insane, um, but that kind of overshadows how poorly that team played in in the second half last week. And then because of that, um, I think a lot of people just kind of pick, expected them to pick up where it left off when you kind of had. Atlanta who's just kind of sitting there waiting and everything continued to go right for Atlanta so we'll see if that can continue for Atlanta in two weeks but it's going to be a bit more of a challenge because those breaks that they got today against against the Green Bay you can't expect to get those against the Patriots because those bounces seem to pretty much always go for the Patriots right it's
1: it's going to be tough to overcome things like that good so- news for
2: Rich is that they don't play on a, on a Saturday next time so that's
1: yeah, true. So, we know our Super Bowl matchup. Like, I'm sorry, black and gold faithful, but you don't the think they're going to outscore them not 25 nothing over the in the, the final quarter, 10 minutes or whatever it is. No, I'm sorry, that's not happening. So, it will be Falcons Patriots in Houston Super Bowl 51 2 weeks from tonight. 2 weeks from tonight will probably be in a very early third quarter cuz the Super Bowl takes about five hours to play. It doesn't kick off until it's probably 6.38 or something like that. So uh, it's a new Super Bowl matchup. We haven't seen Falcons-Patriots. The last time Atlanta was in the Super Bowl was their first time when they played the Denver Broncos. It didn't go well for them. That was John Elway's second straight Super Bowl championship and allowed him to go out out on top, I believe that was following the ninety eight season. Believe the, so. the uh ninety nine Super Bowl. I think. It could 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 I could be off by a year. But that was also the year that the Dirty Bird came back and that there were some hijinks going on leading up to it involving some of the Falcon's players. Yeah.
2: Like yeah. Yeah, the stuff we talked about like with the Steelers being distraction. That's nothing compared to some of the things the Falcons had to deal with leading up to the Super Bowl.
1: <laughs> yeah, which, I mean, is unfortunate you never want to happen. But every few years, something comes up. I mean, remember um, Raiders Buccaneers um, in, in February 03 or January 03, whenever it was played 14 years ago, with the Barrett Robbins yeah. AWOL. Yeah. That, I mean, that was an interesting thing to come about during Super Bowl week and, and the lead up to the game. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Falcons-Patriots. We're going to have a full breakdown on the show next week on January 29th. We'll be live on Facebook at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time to do our full Super Bowl preview. Because as we said last week, you know, we don't like to compete with the NFL. We don't like to show them up. So we we don't have a show Super Bowl Sunday. Although it would be cool to have like a live show while we're watching the game. That would be fun. Just like
2: a reaction video, basically. Essentially, yeah, yeah, for the
1: entire game. I was just sitting there watching it. It would be cool to hang out if anyone watches the, the game around their computer to have people interact with us. Uh, that's always an option. So, um, Trying to verify. As you pulled this
2: up, did you know the Phillies had four players record a batting average over 400 in the 1894 season? Wow. <laughs> All right, so it was I was correct. It was the 1998
1: season, the 1999 Super Bowl, which was played on January 31st uh, in Miami, Florida, it was Super Bowl 33, and the Broncos beat the Falcons 34-19. to It was kind of a boring game until the fourth quarter. Uh, Denver was up 17-6 to at halftime. Third quarter was scoreless, and then all of a sudden each team uh, combined for 30 points in the final final frame. But it was the Broncos coming out on top, like I mentioned. John Elway winning his second straight Super Bowl, going out a champion. And the Falcons first and last time until... 2016 season that atlanta is king of the nfc
2: yeah so you know it, it's been a long time um but it, it'll be interesting to see uh, you know that i think they're gonna have their hands full going up against new england um i'm hopeful it'll be an entertaining game you know but this is i just i don't know i <laughs> I'm basically trying to not say it, but like I just don't want New England to win. <laughs> but
1: we're actually gonna. I, I think have it's kind of
2: inevitable. An exact
1: duplicate of the seedings from the last time Atlanta was there, because yeah. New England is the AFC one seed. Atlanta was the NFC two seed. If you remember, this Atlanta team made Super Bowl 33, uh, 18 Ugh. years ago because uh, Minnesota, who went fifteen and one and was able to um, squeak by the 49ers in the divisional round, hosted the Falcons in Minnesota at the Metrodome, and was it one of the Andersons,
2: wasn't it? Yeah, I don't know if it was Morton or Gary, but one of them missed. It was his only miss of the season.
1: And Atlanta <laughs> ends up winning the game yeah. uh, in overtime, 30-27, to in a crazy thrilling um, championship game. I'm I'm also thankful that year because Denver, the one seed, beat the Jets, the second seed, and I just couldn't stand having the Jets in the Super Bowl. That just can't happen. <laughs> of course, Denver had beaten Miami the week before, so I was kind of upset about that. Right,
2: right. Looking back, I'm really happy. For, um, actually, I, I know I was rooting for Denver in that Super Bowl because I wanted Minnesota to make it, because Randall Cunningham was the quarterback for that team,
1: yeah, you're right. Um,
2: because of injuries, but Randall Cunningham was the quarterback for that team, um, and his ties to the Eagles, I kind of was rooting for him, um, and so I, I didn't want to see Minnesota lose that game. So when they did, I was I was rooting for uh, Denver and John Elway, when, much to the dismay of, of some of my family.
1: When this game was played, or the, these playoff games that we're mentioning now were played in January 1999, I was 14. This all happened before the NFL had ha- ever heard of anyone named Tom Brady. And Yeah,
2: this is back when Tom Brady was like... Playing football at Michigan. Yeah, was busy losing a starting job. To Drew to, Henson. To Drew Henson, yeah. So.
1: Miami won the AFC season was a four seed, and they got to play a team by the name of the Buffalo Bills, mm-hmm. which uh, coincidentally was the last time the Bills made the playoffs was when Atlanta was in the Super Bowl.
2: So... More than half our life ago, but right, which on. is, I mean, that is,
1: <laughs> you know, mind-boggling to think that some of these teams haven't been in the playoffs more than half of our life, and you know, some haven't won in more than that t- time too. Um, Atlanta is one of a of a few franchises that have never won a Super Bowl, so um, I'm, <laughs> I would like to see that
2: yeah I'd I like to see that yeah. end and that's why I want to see just more teams that haven't won a Super Bowl win a Super Bowl. I'm actually okay with that. you know what and
1: I misspoke because I'm just looking at the seeds here. Miami was the four seed as a wild card because the four uh, divisions yeah, yeah, yeah. didn't even You're exist. Right. We still had the AFC East, the AFC Central and the and the AFC West and the Broncos were the one seed from the West. The Jets won the east as the two seed and the Jaguars won the central with the Dolphins, Bills, and Patriots all making it as wild cards. So it was three division winners, three wild cards, four teams from the AFC East made the playoffs that year.
2: Yeah, but Earl Thomas still thought the AFC East was, was weak that year. So.
1: <laughs> Earl Thomas, honestly, was probably like 11. Yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> like, how, that, like, think about that.
2: Yeah we've reached that point too where Carl like, thomas was it was like playing the guys Kiwi the football. guys we refer to as like really old in 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 right. professional sports are like, like once you hit 30 our age and now you're like we're <laughs> well past that
1: yeah right. sad sad sad
2: so it goes
1: so, so it goes um I, I do I mean to to me and this is just completely a personal opinion I, I really despite my hatred for the Patriots and the jealousy of all the victories that they've racked up over the last decade and a half. Uh, I do like their, um, their uniform and logo and I love the Falcons. So at least to me, it'll be visually pleasing because right. I, I like seeing that. Um, I actually would choose the Falcons over everything. And that's, I mean, why I ended up getting Michael Vick jersey when they changed to the, um, what they're wearing now was when the first few years of Vic being there. And I just loved it so much. So, Um, yeah, so I've had this hat for, um, like 15 years. Wow. Uh, yeah, I think I got it in 02, maybe 03. Okay. So, um, I'll have to, I mean, I'm sure people will give me crap about it, but I have to wear my Vic jersey. Oh, absolutely. absolutely. I don't have any other Falcons jersey that I can think of. Kind of wish I did. Uh, don't really want to wear a Vic jersey, but you know, whatever. Yeah. It's it's cool. It is what it is. I yeah, I think people will be over. It. I think people will be cool with it. Yeah. <laughs> We're past it, right? We're past it. <laughs> yeah. Oh just, my gosh. Just I'm t- just t- thinking t- t- of t- the t-
2: reactions t- you're going to get where you're going to watch the Super Bowl. Like I just know some people that are going to be there will not be pleased.
1: <laughs> well, you know, it, it's not the name on the back. It's the the team that I'm supporting. I I I understand. You don't have you don't have to worry about me. <laughs> Um, so yeah, things not going the best for <laughs> We hear a comment from our, uh, from, from, uh, Rich, I assume, uh, is watching or attempting to watch. He says the connection's not the great. So shout out to the Mays family, uh, down South at the moment, watching their Patriots take it to the Steelers, which I don't know I'm I'm a little surprised, honestly. I, I thought the Patriots were gonna win, so that doesn't really yeah. surprise me. But the way they're doing it is a little bit of a shock to me.
2: Yeah, exactly. You know, you kinda look at it, the Steelers have really kind of struggled here. Um, they started out strong against the Dolphins, but then it kinda got reeled in a little bit and then six field goals last week and a touchdown with a missed extra point and a field goal tonight and that's pretty much it. Um I know some of the situations were different, but right now they're getting outscored by Houston against this team. Now I know it's it's not the same scenario, but that's that's really surprising. You know, I if you would have told me they that the Patriots would score thirty some on them, I'd absolutely believe it. If you would have told me that they would hold the Steelers to like nine, nine? going into the fourth quarter, I that that's just. I don't know I, I I did not see that coming at all
1: no and but Tom Brady's having himself uh, another day yeah
2: surprise
1: uh, well but like people last week were worried and we talked about it that it wasn't you know it wasn't a great game no. they were able to you know get by without a great yeah, game
2: another another surprise the the Patriots follow up a, a poor game with a great game. Right, where
1: have I seen this before? Yeah, you know, so Tom Brady is twenty nine of thirty eight, three hundred sixty two yards, three touchdowns. He basically is like, "Oh, I see Matt Ryan. I'm going to go out there and try to match you." And knowing how the Patriots play, despite being up twenty (coughs) four, they're going to lay. They're going to keep. They're going to keep tossing it. Um. And looks like Roethlisberger by the way, was just intercepted yeah, by, the way, by or, an Eagles cast off. By oh my gosh.
2: I know. And they still have his picture in an Eagles jersey up here on the NFL website. That's thanks. Thanks. <laughs> yeah, way to go, Howie Roseman. Of all the guys you get rid of, that you get rid of a guy that we could have actually used. Fantastic. So, um, thanks, man. They're already
1: deep in Pittsburgh territory. I expect another touchdown to be added to the board here
2: soon. So you're saying there's not really a chance?
1: No, I'm saying Brady's probably I'm I think Brady has a realistic opportunity To go over 400 yards, get four touchdowns, and we're talking about a Brady Ryan matchup, which uh, you know, based on the stats that these guys are putting up, should be one heck of a show in two weeks.
2: Yeah, yeah,
1: Uh, man, I really want Atlanta to win. (laughs) (laughs) I know I've said that a few times on the show here. Knowing that they're listening live just makes me want to say, I so want the Falcons to win in two weeks.
2: Right. Yeah, I'm. I'm sticking with that.
1: Here we go. Here we go. It's just racking up the yardage. He's up to 375.
2: Do you think he tells one of his guys in the huddle here, hey, take a holding call so that we can move back so I can get more passing. (laughs) More passing yards. Uh So, unfortunately,
1: because the Steelers are going to lose, no Penn State football players will be represented in Super Bowl 51. However, a Penn State alum will be represented in the Super Bowl because Patriots wide receiver Chris Hogan, a Buffalo Bills cast off. They didn't want to match the three-year, $12 million contract the Patriots gave. And as soon... I think I mentioned this. My dad was on the show with me in the spring around free agency. And I was like... They added Martellus Bennett. I was like, if Gronk and him are both healthy at the same time, that's absurd. And them adding Chris Hogan, stealing him from a division rival. That's a type of player that they do stuff with all the time. And what, did, exactly.
2: he, what did he do tonight? Yeah, he he had... I'm just looking. Oh, he has uh, nine receptions for 180 yards, two touchdowns. Yeah.
1: Yeah. A guy who didn't play football in college. He played
2: lacrosse at Penn State. Well, he talked about he only got offers from small schools. He didn't get any offers from big schools. So he was mad about that. So he didn't take any of his football offers and went and played lacrosse at Penn State. Um, Graduated and then went and played one year of football at Monmouth. Um, You know, the graduate. Well, he still had football eligibility, but, um, and then went, uh, you know, and I believe was undrafted free agent, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah By yeah. by Buffalo, um, he
1: played three years with
2: Buffalo. Uh, he was a free agent.
1: They, Patriots were like, "Yeah, we can use you. Here's an offer." Because uh, he was a restricted free agent. Here's an offer um, for three year, twelve million, you know, average four year, at four million a year. Bills were like, "You're not worth that. We don't, and they don't get anything." to let him go because he was undrafted. So right. there's no matching there. Oh,
2: and so here and now he puts up 180 yards in a uh AFC Championship game. Oh, and and they're still passing, so like he he could get more.
1: Brady's up to 384. Oh man. And uh the Steelers are in trouble as So here, here's the question. Score I know
2: I know uh our listener Rich is having a little trouble maybe catching everything we're saying, but all right, so if the Patriots and you know they're probably going to score here, but with with this so-called team that you're that you're dealing with, um, <laughs> with this so-called team, the Steelers being dirty—your words, not mine—would um, you pull Brady if if it were your call? I, I I know what I think they're going to not do. I don't right. think they're they're going to pull. They may pull him at the very end, but I don't see him really coming out. He never comes out. Um, if they score here
1: and and I'm like, the coach he's absolutely done right
2: there is nothing to leave him in for like there's and,
1: nothing really to leave him in there for now no. i mean i understand like if you want to pad stats you want to put up more you know like if you want to make a point for whatever that's fine but if some reason somehow he gets injured
2: yeah did it you won't see? make much of a difference because they won with Matt Have you seen, those Bud, Cassel, have you seen so. those Bud Dupree hits? You're right. It is. They just have another system quarterback they could plug in for the Super Bowl. It's not really Garoppolo a big
1: deal. will just step in. He'll throw for 500 yards in the Super Bowl. <laughs> uh, someone like uh, the, the 49ers will, will trade two firsts for him. <sighs>
2: then they'll have a first taken for some scandal. But then we'll be back to <laughs> – Yeah, I don't know if, if I'm if I'm coaching here. He he's done. And,
1: well he just tried to throw it to Hogan. Yeah. And shotgun. Uh up twenty four inside the five yard line. <laughs> the Patriots they,
2: they do them some Patriots, don't they? So oh, patriot. So last week when I was coming over, we had like a group text going on and like we were all just talking how we were hoping the Patriots would would have lost last week. Um and we we're just hoping whoever won that game, Steelers, uh Kansas City would win. And I almost put like the hashtag like hashtag never patriots. But then I was like like in context, like that that's right, fine. If but like you out of context, that sounds horrible. Yeah. So like I didn't
1: I didn't want that. Um Yeah, if you don't if you don't get it. Right, like, like if you didn't
2: realize like we're talking about this football reference. Um I didn't I didn't want that to sound so so off putting. Yeah. <laughs>
1: So we'll have plenty more next week. We'll completely preview. You know, we'll 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 have a completely unbiased analysis, completely. You know, this is the source for, you know, know, level-headed commentary on the New England Patriots.
2: We'll fairly and equally cover any cheating scandals that come out of this game. (laughs) You know, I'm I'm sure there will be one. There'll be something, Um, snowflake gate or something. (laughs) So we'll uh, we'll look back
1: at how the Falcons and Patriots got to Super Bowl Fifty One. We'll talk about our expectations from the game, what we're excited about. Maybe we'll even talk about uh, some of the superfluous stuff like uh, National Anthem singing in halftime. And some of the best, if they're out in time now, it might be too early for it, but the prop bets are fun to look at. Yeah. So if they've been released, that's always fun to examine. And obviously we'll give our predictions for the matchup. I mean, you all know who we want to win. But, that, I mean, you should, and you should know by now if you've been listening long enough that just because we want something, doesn't mean we believe it's gonna happen, or that we'll just ride or die with it. Right? We can put our feelings aside and say what we expect to happen. I think we do that all the time.
2: Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. Um, especially because my team's pretty bad, so Goskowski yeah, got the field
1: goal, thirty-six to nine.
2: To me, like I am only kind of surprised they didn't fake done. it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Your starters are done now. Like,
2: there's n- literally no reason they yeah. should be in. Anymore. James Harrison's lining up across from him. Bud Dupree's over there. Ryan Chazier. Yeah, you're not. Tom Brady's off the field. Oh are like, done. Well, Nate Solder come Blunt, on here and sit down too. Boy. Brady,
1: Blunt, Lewis, Edelman, Hogan, Bennett, <laughs> and, and and defensively yeah, too. You like, can leave him
2: in. Just start downing it, downing it, and punt. Yeah. You what, do what's going to happen? Too.
1: Um. Yeah. So, Super Bowl 51, two weeks from now, Patriots-Falcons first matchup between those two teams ever. Falcons' only second ever trip to the Super Bowl. This, I believe, let's see, can I do this correctly now? The Patriots have won four Super Bowls. This will be their seventh with Brady Belichick, I believe. Because they, aren't they four and two right now? Yeah. So this will be their seventh together. But they had been in the Super Bowl, I believe, twice before that. So I think this is their ninth
2: I believe, Super Bowl. I believe that's true. Um, I believe that's true, and I believe because are both currently... of these teams, both these teams have eight. So the winner of this game, it was their ninth Super Bowl, regardless.
1: Okay. Yeah. So the Patriots are four and four. They won all four with Brady and Belichick t- after the 0-1, 0-3, 0-4, and fourteen huh. season. A- add a year for the playoff if you want to go into that. I uh, know I can't rattle off what Super Bowls they were that quickly. Um, Well, I guess 49 was two years ago. So that was the most recent one. And the Falcons, you know, we we talked about a lot. Super Bowl 33, they lost to the Broncos. That was their first trip there. So they're returning for a second time. And they are going to be America's team for the next two weeks.
2: Yes. Yes. (laughs) Yes, they are. Now, hopefully they can just avoid saying anything stupid or. Yeah, right. again.
1: you know, jumping on Facebook live and. Ripping them tonight.
2: Yeah. So we'll see. Um, you know, I think, I think this, the Patriots probably are the better team here. Um, that obviously they, they played much better tonight. I don't think they're this much better than the Steelers. I think things started going south in a hurry, but again, some of that was self-inflicted from the Steelers. They had first half, they were down, um, they were down and they had first and goal from the half yard line and had to kick a field goal. Um, that, that's on you. You know what I mean? Like that. There's nothing you can really, really do there.
1: Oh, these comments. I love it. At least, at least they say they would pull Brady, but you know he doesn't want. To. I know he doesn't want to come out. That's not the point. Yeah, it's
2: not his call. Like he also doesn't want to get his ACL torn in meaningless game like at the end. Uh, just see – now, it was on the opposite side, but the Packers were down 30 earlier. And TJ Lang, who is going to enter free agency, made the Pro Bowl for the first time in his career, leaves with, an, like, a – it looked like a bad leg injury. Right. You know, like – now, there, you know, it's not the same, but, you know, it's, it's meaningless now. Now, I get, like, wanting to stay in and fight to the end kind of thing to lose, but, like – yeah, the, some of those Steelers guys have nothing to lose and the Patriots have everything to lose. So, right. um, yeah, yeah, I'd get the guys of significance out of there. They, they'd be done.
1: Uh, absolutely. All right, so I think that wraps it up here for episode 221 of the Joe Mays j Rap Show. Thank you for those joining us on Facebook Live, for watching us there. For those of you tuning in on YouTube or through uh, iTunes or Google Play or SoundCloud or wherever else you find us, uh, we appreciate it. Tune in to episode 222 next week, Sunday, January 29th at 8.30. We'll be live talking about the Super Bowl 51 matchup. And uh, then uh, we'll be back two weeks following that for actually, I think, will be our sixth anniversary show. So we'll probably uh, put out notice for um, some questions and emails from the audience and kind of uh, have fun answering questions. Uh, a wide range of uh, questions from and we, and we our may listeners. or may
2: not review some of the Super Bowl. Oh, I'm sure we will. I like that. Uh, yeah, that's not going to go past. So it'll think, be. I think we we made. How much I want to talk about it will depend directly on the outcome. It, but <laughs> right.
1: yeah, we'll go over it for sure. But whether it's thirty seconds or thirty minutes
2: right, will right. depend on on what happens. We just flashed the score up at the bottom. Yeah, we and
1: back. Super Bowl Fifty One happened. Patriots won. So what are these emails we got to <laughs> get to? Yeah. All right, anything, any shout-outs or anything to add from you? Uh, No. (laughs) All right, I do want to take this opportunity to say happy fourth birthday to my daughter, Natalie, which her birthday is today. Uh, You know, we had her, I had her on last week on Monday afternoon to answer Rich's email, which was a ton of fun. And uh, I'm going to try to get her on again tomorrow. Speaking of things
2: that, like, start to make me feel old. You know, like, we talked about, like, the age of... of NFL uh, or or professional athletes. The age of, like, our kids, You're our kids. Oh my gosh! Yeah. So, I'm gonna to try to
1: have her on again tomorrow to do a quick little show. So, if uh, tomorrow afternoon, two thirty ish around that time, Natalie and I might be broadcasting live, on which would be our first technical episode of what I'm deeming Nat Chats with Dad. So we're gonna we're gonna try that out. We're, we I don't know if there'll be an impromptu uh, singing or dancing, uh, show or uh, what's going on. Oh, but, there uh, will be. Something like that will happen. So she really is interested in uh, showing off some of her birthday gifts. So I might give that a try. Cool. All right. Well, for Justin Raffoff, I'm Joe Mays. This was the Joe Mays and J. Raff episode 221. We will see you next Sunday for our Super Bowl 51 preview.
0: Thanks for listening to the Joe Mays and J. Raff show. Tune in every Sunday for the latest sports discussions from Joe and Justin. Each episode is available live on Ustream or Mixler and can be downloaded or streamed on iTunes and SoundCloud. You can interact with Joe and Justin on Facebook and Twitter. And stay up to date with the guys at joemazeandjraf.com. The Joe Mays and JRAF Show is part of the JMNJR Radio Network. For more info, visit jmnjrradio.com.